0: Uh, sure, yeah, we won. We won the game. Guys are happy. Um, that's the goal. Uh, obviously, there's stuff that goes along with it. Um, power play, it's uh, yeah, it's frustrating. It's not new to tonight, though, so guys are happy about the win, and, and uh, we'll uh, keep working at it and going forward. Being a little bit more direct probably is the easiest answer. It's definitely overthinking it at this point, I think, guys are. You know, you're looking for a balance. You're looking for something. You're trying to make that extra pass to force it into the net in a sense, like make sure it goes in, but I think, it, you know, you just simplify. You shoot the puck and and you try and get rebounds and put them at the net and, and recover the rebounds and keep hemming them in and, and really just try not to lose momentum. It's, it's a tough stretch, obviously. We'll keep working on it. It's not like we're going to stop uh, trying to figure it out.
1: Well, that was Justin Falk after the St. Louis Blues' 2-1 victory, a one-goal victory over the Arizona Coyotes. They ended the four-game homestand the same way they started with a victory. I'm Chris Kerber. Glad to have you with us, and welcome into today's edition of Curbside Reaction your next day post game podcast giving you everything St. Louis Blues from the game the night before. We'll hear from Craig Baruby here momentarily. The breakdown from our analyst from last night's game, Mike McKenna. I'll give you my three takeaways as well. And we've also got the highlights coming right up. The Blues get the 2-1 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. In the game, they end up with goals from Robert Thomas and Oscar Sundquist. The power play, it still struggled. It went 0-7 and had 12 total minutes of power play time, including two minutes of a 5-on-3, the power play was unable to score, but the Blues still got the victory, and that's the most important thing. The victory jumps the Blues over the Arizona Coyotes in the standings, and after 12 games, has the Blues sitting in fourth place in the Central Division and in the second card spot in the Western Conference playoff race. All right, let's get you the highlights from last night's game, Blues and Coyotes at Enterprise Center. Barana going to take it into the zone down low. His pass ends up hitting the referee. Blues walking in front, shoot. He scores! Right on the doorway. Mr. Reliable. Oscar Sundquist has put the Blues on top. 17.44 to go in the first period. A broken play as a centering pass actually knocked down a referee. Sundquist find it, tucks it in, and the Blues have the lead. Butch Navic brings it ahead. Bumbled it entering the zone, and it's cleared out by Arizona.
2: Five on three. There's no excuse not to enter the zone clean.
1: Another one. That's three entries on this five on three, thwarted by the Coyotes. Blues get it in front, then go to pass it to Blitznevich. The hot one missed him, goes all the way down the ice, and Kairou and Chen run into each other. Eight seconds to go on the two-man advantage. Here's Verana to Krug. Krug, far wing. That pass into the streets of Cairo down at Ouse. And the fans start to boo. Full two minutes of a five on three, and nothing happening, and more stick slamming, door slamming, and frustration on the Blues bench. And that's against the league's worst penalty kill. Scandela short-handed with Kapanen, who's managed to stay on side. Kapanen waits, shoots, and that shot went way wide and goes into the corner. Coyote's coming back the other way. They work it over the line. Keller dangles in, hitting the trailer. Nice play! Score! Power play goal for the Arizona Coyotes. Flying a- in was Lawson Kraus. The Coyotes have tied the game 1-1. 4:16 to go in period number one. Butch Nevis, far side, score! <laughs> Robert Thomas goals in five straight games, and he gives the Blues a 2-1 lead. Six minutes into the second period. Prud holds it in. Far side, they go. In front, shot blocked, and the puck cleared out. That's going to do it, and the Blues are going to go 0 for 7 on the power play. Side of the net, the puck comes loose. Hofer could cover it up. He recovers They make a great save on a chance by Smoltz, and it's cleared out. It'll be Barrett Hayton against Robert Thomas with 0.2 seconds to go. Puck dropped, blocked by Thomas. Now you can bring out the Zamboni. And the St. Louis Blues get their first division win. They beat the Arizona Coyotes. By a score of 2-1 to one tonight. And they closed the homestand the same way they started it, with a victory in front of the home crowd. Right after the game, Steve Ott joined us to talk about what he saw in this game, how it compared to the loss to Winnipeg, and what you take away on the road from a successful homestand.
3: To be honest with you, I thought our direction in the game from the first period to the third, uh, even strength-wise, was outstanding. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of opportunities. We drew a lot of penalties from that. Uh, But at the end of it all we uh, had a successful victory because we played the right way
2: You know Otter, your top line tonight with Thomas and Buchnevich and Kapanen They were the better one on the ice And you look at the top two pairing off against one another at the Keller line on the other side What was said to them before the game to get them going?
3: Well, we know that this Keller is a heck of a player and so is Schmaltz and they've done a lot of great things uh, Against us and we we were very cognizant of that and we want to make sure that we do limited their opportunities Wanted to play them tight one to play them hard And uh, I thought that line did an excellent job against them.
1: Steve, as you guys now head out on the road, what's one of the big positives from this homestand you'd move forward
3: with? Well, it's it's building the right way of playing the brand of hockey that we need to have success. And I think you've seen that in the victories we've had. We've had some learning experience within our last game that we've started out great playing the right way, but the second and third, we kind of you know jammed ourselves up in that last game. But this game, more 60-minute uh, mentality, and throughout, that's the way we have to play, and we saw that for three of the four games this, uh, this homestand.
1: Tori Krug now has assists in back-to-back games. And those assists get him off the schneid and get him rolling. He was one of the stars of the game tonight. And Tori Krug talked about what the team was doing and also addressed the power play.
2: Uh, I think our, our commitment to team defense, um, obviously we had a lot of power plays in the game, so that kind of tilted the ice. Uh, but I think when they came with their push, uh, we responded really well. We made uh, plays in small areas to get the puck out. Tori, you had a great game offensively getting the puck to the net. Uh, when you're seeing players blocking shots in front, what's your what's your mindset to try to get it through? What do you have to do to be able to get those shots? Well, just subtle changes uh, of the angle. Um, you know, make their first guy move, and then you get it by that layer, and then you just uh, you, you hope that you outnumber them at the net and get rebounds. So, um, yeah, I got a lot of shots on net, and, and hopefully uh, we can create more uh, out of them.
1: Tori, what's the attitude of the guys on the power play and how you guys are just continuing to battle to try and
2: crack through that egg? It's frustrating. Uh, I won't lie. Um, you know, the 10 guys on the two power plays take a lot of pride in you know, being our skilled players on the team, and we have to create momentum for, for the group. So um, it wasn't great early on. I think our, our mentality changed uh, late in the second period, and we were starting to be more direct. So um, we just got to continue that. As
1: always here on Curbside Reaction, we want to make sure you hear from the head coach. Craig Berube met the media after the game.
0: We played a solid game, third period, they made a push, but uh, I thought we defended well. Did some, you know, I would have liked just, you know, just to control the third a little bit better. But overall, solid effort by everybody. Could
1: have gotten away momentum-wise. You don't
2: get it on those early power
1: plays. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. Uh, but you know, we talked on the bench in the room about don't let the frustration build. Let's put it behind us and keep playing. The way we're playing five on five, I thought the guys did a good job of that. Five on three execution, and just not moving it quick enough, and then execution with the puck. Like, you know, right now it's it's a struggle. Um, You know, they're not seeing it, they're not feeling very confident. So after that, I thought in a second, you know, there was really a shot mentality and recoveries which it looked pretty good you know overall I, I you know I'm not going to sit here and make excuses it's not good enough and we needed to become a, a good power play.
1: Well last night on the broadcast Mike McKenna filled in for Joe Vitale. Joey was up at Northeastern University where he played college hockey receiving a terrific honor and being inducted into their athletic hall of fame. Mike McKenna former NHL goaltender filled in for Joe Vitale on the broadcast and here's Mike with the breakdown of the game. When you
2: look at the Thomas line, Buchnevich, Thomas Kapanen, the matchup that they had against the Keller line was Keller, Schmaltz, Hayden, they had to be better than that line tonight, and they were at 5-on-5, five five, and it showed. I mean, Robert Thomas, 20-plus minutes of ice time. all And it's important.
1: a pride factor because they got boxed pretty good by the Shifley line in the That's previous right. game. So,
2: you know, you've got several things warring here, right? Your last game against Winnipeg where you had a bad matchup, and then you look at the last time out against Arizona, right? And you even go filter down the way. Joel Hofer... I mean, he could have been asleep the first two periods, and then the third he had to come alive and make some great saves. That's not easy to do. So it's top on down for me. I thought there were good performances from the back end as well, from players that um, were looking, again, to bounce back, and especially just the connectedness of the team at 5-on-5. They were moving the puck up ice pretty efficiently this evening.
1: He had a goal in the game, Oscar Sundquist, but he was an absolute wrecking ball in the end and how he played this game. When you you look at this game, the Blues ended up finishing with a total of 16 hits. Oscar Sundquist in the game only credited with one of them, which is just amazing. How the league defined hits nowadays is so different than how you should. And I know they don't want runaway hit totals. Yeah. Right. But but he was a wrecking ball. And Oscar Sundquist really had a terrific, terrific game.
2: Today. I agree. And he started things off with a goal early by doing all the right things. Go to the front of the net. Uh, and the play started out from, you know, from the corner. And Pierre-Lambert steps on the puck, the referee. But what does Sammy Blay do? He takes it to the front. Sunquist wins a battle right there. And and you're right about the hits. You have to separate the player from the puck to be credited with it. But if that wasn't the, the threshold, Sunquist probably had seven or eight of them tonight. I Is thought it? his line across the play was If the player gets phenomenal. rid of
1: the puck, and then you hit him, you know.
2: You're making contact. I've
1: had I've had conversations with our off ice guys. You know one of them really well, real well. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but you... that, that Mike's dad, a, a long time ice <laughs> one. But 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 they were they were bring your teammates into the battle mm-hmm. type of hits. That whole line, really, maybe not focused just on Sunquist, but that line. There's a, Craig Baruby at the beginning of the season said he wanted to see. Uh, especially a fourth-line identity. Mm-hmm. It is very clear that identity with Blaze Sunquist and, and Jake Neighbors.
2: It is. And, you know, we talked about in the second period when there were all the penalties. I mean, I, I really wanted to see – that fourth line for the Blues get an opportunity to get on the ice because I felt like they were a catalyst for good yep. things to happen. We saw it early in the first. We started to see it again into the third period when you get Sunquist line back on that ice, and and it's not just about separating puck from body. It's about going through that other team and letting them know that you're in for a tough night. It was a physical. It was a physical game when they were out there, and you could see it from Arizona. They backed off when that line was on the ice.
1: All right, uh, we started the pregame show talking about the goaltender. This is. Your area of uh, of playing when you look at the job that Joel Holford did in this one, how do you look at the goaltending tonight?
2: Great. I mean, he he didn't have to do a whole lot, um, but I felt like in the third period especially, um, his precise skating, his simple movements, they got him square to pucks early. Um, and I thought he was very tidy with it. He didn't allow a second opportunity, and I thought the Blues did a nice job in front of him not allowing odd man rushes. He didn't have to go laterally very often tonight, but the key for me was about a minute left in the game. A real big save on a player walking down the wing from Arizona, got his right pad on it, and you need that big save in the big moment, and that was it for Joe Hofer.
1: All right, and then the other storyline here tonight uh, is the the futility on the power play continues, and I do believe they are getting very close to an NHL historic kind of record. I I, I know there was, it was like through the first 11 games, there were only two teams in the history of the league that had gone only one goal in their first 11 games to start a season. That is now through 12 games for the Blues. They were 0 for 7 tonight. And right now the Blues are just 1 for 35 on the season. Of the 33 shots on goal, the power play only had 8 on net. I say only. The reason is is because in the first period, when they had a full two four minutes of power play time, two full minutes of that four, right in the middle of it, became five on three. They got two shots on goal on the five on three, but nothing else really beyond that. You heard from Tori Krug after the game. It is a problem. Yes, they're frustrated. They do feel like some aspects of it are coming. But this power play twice could have extended the game to two goal leads. It didn't need to be that tight in the end. And in the end, we saw, we saw the line changes. We saw a unit going out there. We saw Krug and Fault put together. You could clear it was a shoot the puck or get out of the way or something or other. But the St. Louis Blues still 0 for 7 on the power
2: play is a huge storyline tonight. It is. But let's, let's think about this in a positive light. As well as they played tonight, especially five on five. To win a game two to one like that and remember coyote scored on the power play so it's a two nothing game five on five right when the blues get this power play figured out because they will this isn't going to last all season it's going to happen think about where it could take this team now there's going to be a lot of work okay zone entries just not good enough tonight passing missing passes not getting through seams out of sync with one another.
1: All right, Mike, what do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game and Joe Vitale's work boots?
2: Well I tell you, I I was a big fan of Tori Krug's uh, game tonight. Uh, not just the pass that he made to Busnevich to get it to Thomas for the goal, but just getting pucks through traffic and getting it out of the zone cleanly. I thought Krug was really good. Sunquist phenomenal. He's my second star of the game. Okay, wait, so Krug was Krug number three. Yeah, we're going from the bottom on up here. So Krug, to me, he was your third star. I thought Sunquist second star, let it off with the goal. Really effective, 10 minutes of hockey. Uh, and then Robert Thomas, goal and an assist, on the ice for 20 minutes. All the tough situations, all the tough face-offs. He's my number one star of the game. And when I put the work boots on, we talked about him already. I look at Sammy Blay. He's credited for six hits, and it felt like more. He drove the Coyotes crazy tonight. Uh, he was a real catalyst for the Blues, and he worked. You talk about working, man. That was him tonight.
1: Okay, Mike, thank you. Also weighing in veteran hockey broadcaster, sports journalist, covering major league and minor league sports for over 30 years, here's Tim Woodburn.
4: Well Chris, I have to say this was probably my favorite game of the year to watch. You know, everybody loves a 5-0 blowout or a 6-2 blowout. This was a 2-1 game in which both goalies came up big. There was some feistiness, there was some excellent play. It was a game with a lot of chances that both teams missed, but uh, wow, what a fun game to watch. Robert Thomas, he is just turning into an electric player. Kyrou, Superman one night, next night he's the invisible man. You just never know what you're going to get with him. But my goodness, late in the second period, the Blues were out shooting Arizona 24-8. to 8. I think the last time the Blues outshot Arizona 24-8 to 8 before the second period ended, I think Moby Dick was a minnow. I think Ben Roethlisberger wasn't even known as Big Ben. He was just known as Ben. Wow. They stuffed him. They didn't exactly have an over-aggressive third period. They kind of played conservative, which is fine. You play with the lead, but I'll tell you what, the St. Louis Blues, with the lead after two periods versus the St. Louis Blues trailing after two periods, two complete different teams. And tonight was a really, really fun game to watch. Reporting for Curbside, this is Tim Woodburn.
1: Time now for my three observations of the game. And let's start with number 70, Oscar Sundquist. He was a fantastic player. He had the first goal in the game. He was banging. He was hitting everything in sight. And once again, Oscar Sundquist just proved that he is the all-around engine that could for the St. Louis Blues. He stops and goes in the offensive zone. He stops and goes in the defensive zone. And it was, in this case, stopping in front of the net and winning a puck battle that led to the Blues taking an early lead in the hockey game oscar sunquist is once again delivering the exact same type of hockey that he brought to the st louis blues in that 2019 cup championship and has proven to be a terrific signing back by the st louis blues general manager doug armstrong the second takeaway of the game i know we've talked a lot about the power play here on the podcast but we've got to go at it a little bit longer You just can't talk about last night's game without realizing the 0-7 for on the power play has made the Blues 1-35 for on the season. But there were a couple of aspects of the power play that stood out, some positive, some negative. Early on, not enough shots on goal. A 5-on-3 for a full two minutes, only two shots on goal. But what really jumped out on that 5-on-3 was three consecutive poor entries into the offensive zone with two extra men on the ice, The Blues turned the puck over, entering the zone three different times with the five-on-three, and then another time were whistled for offside. That's simple puck management. That's grit. That's attitude. Those are mental mistakes that just can't happen, and that's one of the things that bit the Blues on the power play. Now, going into the second period, they changed the power play units. They switched it up and put Saad with Hayes and Varana, and defensively, Krug and Falk. On the other power play unit, they had Robert Thomas along with Braden Shen and Jordan Cairo. Scott Perunovic out there with Pablo Butchnevich. They changed it up and the Blues ended up with five power play shots on goal in the last two power plays because of that change. You can tell it was a shooting mentality and that's more of what the St. Louis Blues are going to need on the power play. But the power play right now is definitely keeping the Blues from potentially finding more wins on the season. And finally, the third takeaway of the game, we got to talk a little bit about Kasperi Kapanen. He's getting a heck of an opportunity right now playing on a top line with Pavel Butchnevich and Robert Thomas. And while the offense may not be coming in bunches for him, you are seeing a terrific, conscientious two-way player that is able to make plays, that is able to get opportunities to score, but is also playing a full 200-foot game. He is bringing exactly what Craig Berube would like to see. Uh, Yes, he's hoping more offense comes, but even as Craig Berube said the other day, he had a player that, for whatever reason, fell out of graces with the Pittsburgh Penguins and just lost any offensive confidence he has. He's seeing some of that confidence come back. But his all-around game has been huge and for a player that was picked up off of waivers by the blues last year and is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year he is delivering conscientious quality hockey that is definitely going to earn him a contract at some point in time if not here it's going to be noticed somewhere else it has been a very good solid start for Kasperi Kapanen and he's taking advantage of that opportunity. So, those are the three takeaways from the game. Thanks for tuning into the podcast here tonight. We bring it to you each and every day after the St. Louis Blues play. We get your post game reaction from the locker room, the coach's highlights, and even other opinions as well. We put it up the morning after each and every Blues game. Tell your friends about it. If you miss something with the Blues or you just have more craving, you can get it right here. It's Curbside Reaction. It's your next day post game podcast. And thanks for checking it out. Have a terrific Friday, and we will talk to you tomorrow night from Denver as the Blues play the Colorado Avalanche. Have a great day, and we'll see you at the rink.